Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Timeless had the audacity 
to gloat after the Twins you know, took the first two games of the series. And I said, listen, we're going to take the rest. Don't worry about it. And what happened? Just, you know, just like, you know, we always even out. Everything evens out, you know. So, I mean. You were you gotta, concerned. You, gotta keep... you were concerned. No, I you were concerned. I concerned. Do not, do not, do not, sit there, wait, do not, do not sit there and act like you weren't. That dude got beat up that first game. Nine runs in the first inning. Come on, you have not seen that type of baseball in New York. You have not that's seen a, that. That's average. You have not seen yeah, that. Yeah, he should oh, even oh, see the league. Look, his average was a point. His average was a point nine zero. This dude was electric. Them first two starts, two and zero. They jumped all over him. Yeah, I'm like, probably. okay, that may have, hold on. That may have been the first game. Then the second game, they came in in four three and came back again. Now, usually when the Twins face a deficit against the Yankees, they don't ever get out of the dumpster. They, it's like. Something's on them. They stuck in goo. They came back and got that off a of Correa hit in the corner, and, and Buxton was storming from first base all the way home. Like, he was not stopping. So I'm like, okay, this this might be it. And then that, that game three and Saturday, either way, I, I really felt like the Yankees were going to win that Saturday game because Maeda was supposed to pitch. They pulled them. And I even told you myself, Maeda don't pitch good against the Yankees. And I was like, they're going to kill him. And they still put Tyler Molly in there. He still got wrecked. So then that was that game. Now it's Sunday. And Lopez didn't do bad. DJ LeMayhew was basically the one that won the game. He had a home run and he had an RBI single. Those were the two runs. Like, it, there was a pitching duel. That, so that, that game four it was the game that saved y'all from the 75 percentage, you know. So 50-50 is where we are. I like that. Because right now, I mean, we both lost the next game. <laughs> they lost to the Angels, and we lost to the Red Sox. Right now, right. the Twins are cruising real bad up in Boston, like really bad. And you guys are up, I think, a run up against the Angels. So, yeah. I mean, it's going back to according to plan. Like, I, I listen, my eyes all around the board. You already know I'm, I'm flying. Believe me. Boston is trash, man. They, they, I don't know what's wrong with that. I mean, I know what's wrong. They win, they lose. They win, they lose. And that's how it's every game, it's every season. They just, you know, they have a good season and they go under 500. They just are not consistently team, even though they get their chips. But, um, yeah, shout out to Tris, my cousin. That's my family, um, her and Pedro. So uh, I talked to her a month ago. I got a text her back. But holla at you, boy. Um, yeah, it was fun. Listen, I, I, I was jealous I didn't get to go to the games with you. I, I was entertaining and then um had a lot of stuff to do. I had stuff to do Sunday and actually threw my back out. <laughs> my back is still messed up, so the villain's getting old. But uh no, nah, shout out to that. You 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 would see a really good game. Listen, uh Cole pitched the gem, so I know the the place was buzzing about that. But look we got we got other chefs in the bill. I wanna bring them in. Uh, calling in out of 703 and all area codes in between. A person I love to hate, and he, he loves to love me. Uh, Sirius, what's going on, Sirius? You know, I don't really appreciate you coming on the radio tonight, lying to the people, and talking about how I love. No, I, I don't like you. Like, word is bond, my guy. CP, what's going on, my dude? Good to hear you, man. Good to see you on the, on the come up. But, you know, this villain character, man. Wait, wait, you, wait, are you, are you, are, wait, wait, hold on, are you Shauna or you Timberland or Magoo? Because he said you love to love to love him. No, 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 no,
I don't know what to tell you. you um, oh my God. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all fam. It's all love. But uh, I, I got a, I got another chef in the building. Call it out of the six one five. Uh, a friend of the program, obviously one of our chefs, Mr. Harvey. What's up, brother? Man, he just took it back. Bounce it, bounce it. Nah, I mean, yeah, man, yeah. man. It's always good to chop it up with you guys. What's up, big homie TP, man? Uh, Dylan, good to hear your voice. Serious as well. Uh, looking forward to chopping up with you guys in the kitchen tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It was McGoo. I mean, I, you know, he he had he had beats behind him. I, I just never really got into his, his lyrics or anything. Was but, but, yeah, that I mean, you know, break Yeah, that's one of those beats that you know he made and he was gonna give it to someone, but he pocketed it and didn't play it for anybody. He's like, nah, I gotta keep this one. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta keep this beat. Um, Shout out, shout out to them, man. That, that was good. Maddie, Maddie falling yeah. in love with the beat, the beat selection. They falling in love with the song. Listen, enough. Valentine's Day was two months ago. If y'all want to rewind it back, just serious enough, y'all can do that. You know what I'm saying? But right now, it's too much of this. It's, it's spring weather. I guess, I guess it's what they say. What they, they say, the, the April, there's April showers and the May flowers. Listen, y'all, calm all of this down. All, both of y'all. You all, started all three, it. I don't know. You, you started it. You got us reminiscing. I was sitting up here on the sideline. I was sitting up here on the sideline listening, minding my own business, living ghetto fabulous, and then y'all going to go on and mess that up. Like, this is terrible. Terrible. Love to love you. This is what like. You got us reminiscing like Mary, and then you get mad at us when we start talking about the – I can't. I can't with this. I can't. I can't. Listen, let's, let's start cooking because I, TV is just – He's just an instigator. And then he's just like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm instigating. Hey, I'm, instigating. <laughs> I'm instigating. I'm instigating. I'm instigating. You know what? I, if they want to play with them songs, I got one song for them. Barry White said, oh, y'all just keep, oh, y'all just keep, oh, yeah. y'all just keep, oh, 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 y'all just So on and so forth. This is where it looks like the game is questionable. 
The Lakers took care of business game one. I can't take anything away from them. This is what I thought would potentially happen, that they would flood the Grizzlies because the Grizzlies don't have an answer on trying to defend LeBron or Anthony Davis. And then the Grizzlies took this personal and came out and played excellent ball in the first half without John, John Morant. Now, this is the same team. I think it was last season that John Morant got hurt. They won 30 games and lost like two. Now they're back to yeah. that old antics. Tyus Jones is running the show. They were up by as much as 20, but here come the Lakers again. The Lakers are closing the gap. It's at 11. So this game is still approachable. It's not out of reach yet. So I feel like it's, it's a game still within the game. The Lakers still could leave this building up 2 nothing, But uh, I'm surprised on both standards. Like, the Grizzlies giving up game one. The everybody, including me and Barry alone, uh, the last couple of weeks saying that the Grizzlies were a full goal. Me and, me and Barry both sat here and said that. I don't believe the Grizzlies at all, especially they don't really have a, a secure big to secure the paint. Steven Adams was hurt, but even if he was there, I couldn't look at Steven Adams being the guy that locks up the paint. And um, I don't know if Dylan Brooks or Jaron Jackson are the guys to help slow down either Anthony Davis or LeBron James. So I'm giving them credit for being up at this point and, and doing what they can to keep the lead, but they're now the hunters trying to hunt the Lakers, like, they should have been the ones trying to avoid being hunted at the time, and they're at home. So if they oh, – let's just say if they win this game, let's say if they tie this up, they still got to go back to L.A. and try to steal one there. I don't think they're going to get one in Cali. I think the Lakers are going to cruise. By game five, the Lakers should be up 3-1. If not, this is a disappointment on the Lakers' side. If not, if the Lakers are anywhere 2-2 or 3-1 the other way <laughs> – everybody's facing questions. Forget Darvin Ham. Forget Darvin Ham. It's going to be LeBron, Reeves, and him screaming, he's him, and, and AD. Are you content with being in L.A.? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered if it's worse than 2-2 or 2-2. I think the Lakers should be up 3-1 by the end of game four uh, in California. Uh, otherwise, um, the Grizzlies, they, their hands are full. I don't know how long the situation for Josh was the last. The x-rays came back negative, and um, he's still sitting out. But they're, they're, they're okay at this point in time. But uh, 11 points in, 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 the, in today's NBA, that ain't nothing. So the Lakers are still within the game. Yeah, I think it's down by nine now. They went to a timeout. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're making their run, which is the NBA. Every team's going to make a run. Serious. I'll come back to you. I mean, I'm disappointed myself that, you know, no John Morant, no Clark, uh, no Adams to TP's point, and the, the Lakers are down right now. Even though they were down by as many, I think it's 18 points, they're down by nine now. Uh, they should not be losing this game. Talk to me about what are you seeing in this game. You know, honestly, I, I'm going to go ahead and double clip on what you said and echo you, both of you guys' sentiments. I mean, here's the team in the Memphis Grizzlies that talk a lot you know, in the press and, you know, off mm-hmm. floor. But when it comes to doing what they need to do on the floor, they have nothing to show for themselves. Like, almost beating Golden State doesn't get you a championship. Almost, you know, advancing doesn't get you a damn thing. And so, at right. the end of the day, yeah. you know, I thought this Lakers team would win the series. And I still think they win the series, you know, even with them down currently. You know, um, I, I agree with CP. The Lakers can mess around and sweep them. Honestly, the, the Lakers can mess around and, and sweep them because at the end of the day, even if John Morant comes back, I think this team, and again, this is going to sound like blasphemy, 
I think this team is worse with John Morant on the floor with how he's playing than when he's than with them, you know, on, on, on the floor, off the floor. This team plays so much better with them off the floor. They move the basketball. They, the, the attention to detail is there. Like, the one thing about being a star in the NBA is you have to be able to hit the big shot and rally your troops around you and, and this, that, and the third. And, again, John Moran, as, as, as Stephen A. would say, is box office. I give you that. But come playoff time, you've got to be available. This dude has missed significant time the last two playoff series, the last two years of the playoffs. Because he's gotten hurt. Yeah. The best of, the, 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 the best part of your you being able to contribute to your team is being able to contribute to your team. And so at the end of the day, um, I feel as though the Lakers can mess around and win this series. I picked them to win this series. Um, right now, the, the Lakers are going on the run. Um, every team goes on the run. And, again, God forbid, if you're Memphis, this is a must win for you. If you're the Memphis mm-hmm. Grizzlies, you, you, you have to win this game because there is no way in the world you're going back to L.A. and getting two. Did you get one in L.A.? Because L.A. is L.A. But I don't think you get two in L.A. This is a must win for you. Um, and I just, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, in the middle of the third, you know, start of the fourth. But I, I, I haven't been a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. I haven't been a fan of... Uh, Dallas, but of the Denver Nuggets, I just, I just think that's all full gold, if you will. But we'll talk about Denver another time. But it's, it's interesting to see how this all pans out. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of things that you you hit on, like I I I like watching Ja play. He he is a, a fun player to watch, but he's reckless. And he, he, you know, I was saying this to my to my older brother who sings the hook for our our our, our intro song. It's like you, eventually you're gonna learn outweigh spectacular plays. Like, there was no reason for him to go flying in the air, uh, you know, to, to make that. You only got – you won't only get two points out of it, maybe three if they kept called the foul. Like, you got to be smart. It's smart plays. It's a long series. It's chess, not checkers. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And he's got to take better care of himself when he's playing. Like, yeah, you want to be exciting, but you got to be smart, man. And I agree with you, uh this is a must-win game for Memphis because not only the fact that it's going to be hard to get two games out of in L.A., it's hard to get four out of five games against LeBron James, period. It doesn't happen very often. So they have to make this a series if they're going to stay in it. Um, and, yeah, I'm just disappointed that the Lakers, you know, they're, they're starting to make a run. I think they're down by um, seven, I think six or whatever. So, but still, there was no reason for them to be down. They needed a whole half to wake up. That's unacceptable. Uh, Mike, the floor is yours. Your Lakers, they're down, but they're making it close. They're, you know, down by six, um, getting back into this game after being down the first half. Talk to me about what you're seeing and what do you think uh, the outlook of the series with John Morant, you know, possibly not a, if he comes back, definitely not on 100%. I'm not convinced that Anthony Davis is going to make it through the whole series either. Uh, and I think, and at the end of the day, I think that's his key. That's an even bigger key for the Lakers. Listen, when John Morant missed games because of all the conduct things and the suspension and everything else, everybody wrote off Memphis 
and they were still able to play good enough basketball to end up as the number two seed in the Western Conference. So uh, this Memphis team is very gritty, and they're, uh, they're a good basketball team. And I like what uh, Jaron Jackson even brings on the defensive end of the court. So I'm not surprised that they came out firing tonight. At the end of the day, the Lakers did what they had to do, and that is go into Memphis and get a game. Uh, I agree with Sirius and his comment that this is a must-game must win, must-win game. There we go. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, they've got to even this series going back to L.A. Uh, listen, the Lakers have dropped games that they probably should not on their home court during the regular season. So can they drop one in the playoffs? Sure. Uh, Andy Davis had that very big that injury at the end of the first half, and it looked very bleak. You should have heard the Lakers announcers. This series just took a dramatic turn. Uh, the whole <laughs> changed. This guy may be added, and this – this changes the whole complexion of the series, and this could be a very short series now. For John Ireland is the most like, man, I'm going to latch on to anything negative as quick as I can and go ahead and write the obituary for the team that I'm supposed to be the play-by-play man for. And he should have heard it uh, towards the end of that first half. Uh, <clears throat> the Lakers, you know, played well to close that game out. Uh, it was a lot closer than the score indicated, but they got one in Memphis. That's what they had to do. I felt like they had to go in and get game one, and they did. Uh, I think if they somehow find a way to come all the way back and win this game, I think it could end up being a short series. Uh, if Memphis wins it, they have life. And to Timeless's point, if they can get one in L.A. and it's 2-2 after four, then I like Memphis's chances. If the Lakers can take care of business at home and go up 3-1, uh, then I like theirs. If, if somehow it's 3-1 at the end of four, I like the Lakers' chances in, in being able to find a way to win one out of those last three, and I don't think it'll it'll go to seven games. But mm-hmm. the Lakers had to get in the door and get a game to start this series, and they did. Uh, you know, you're right, starting off as slow as they did tonight uh, – Memphis shot well. The Lakers shot poorly. They were seven out of the first 21. Uh, They were playing terrible defense as well. And this team has played much better defense in the second half of the season since they made those trades and flipped their roster. But they didn't show up on the defensive end of the court early in the game, and consequently they ended up down big early. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with this run. But at the end of the day, like, once again, can Anthony Davis, I mean, uh, silly putty, duct tape, whatever else you need, super glue, can they hold him together and get him through the series and through the playoffs? Because Memphis can su- survive without John Morant. I don't know if I would mm-hmm. go as far as to say they're a better team without him, but they're still a very good basketball team without him. The Lakers are going to go as far as Anthony Davis can take them. I know that LeBron James is good, and I know that he does – uh, a lot of things on the basketball court, but the Lakers need that presence inside and that scoring threat. And the Lakers are at their best when Anthony Davis is playing at a high level. And if they lose him, you know what I mean? Like it, it becomes a whole, a whole completely different series as John Ireland sort of was uh, projecting out in game one. So this is a big one uh, for Memphis tonight, a must win for them. Uh, you, I'd love to see the Lakers pull this out, but I think they did – what they needed to do by at least getting one in Memphis 
And then you got to double down on that and take care of business and, and protect your home court. If they can do that, they'll be in good shape. If not, to TP's uh, logic, if it's 2-2 after four, all bets are off. Yeah, I mean, they're down by 12 at the at the end of the third quarter. Um, Memphis took, took control back in the game, went on a little bit of a run. I, you know, it's going to be an interesting series. I didn't think the Lakers – really had that much of a shot with Ja there. I think people were kind of disrespecting the Memphis Grizzlies a little bit. But, you know, me and TP did say it. Like, they are fool's goal. Like, this is so correct. Like, it's like they hung banners for hanging with the the, the Warriors last year. Like, huh? Like, you know, you talk a lot for a team that hasn't won anything. But, um, listen, give them credit. They came out after a, a, you know, a loss that some teams don't come back from, losing a game, losing their star player, and they, you know, they they took they're taking care of business right now to make it a series, and, and hopefully Ja can get back in there. I don't without Ja, I don't think a long series is in their cards. I don't think they win a long series against the Lakers. I don't think it'll be much of a long series without Ja. So, um, yeah, it, it, the Lakers need to get it together. They shouldn't be losing this game. Uh, Rue Hashimura is is keeping them in the game. He's got like what twenty points right now. Um, you know, playing playing inside out. And, and you know, where's where's Anthony Davis? Where is he? Like you know, one of the best players. You know, it's like where's Waldo? Where, you can't find this guy sometimes. I, I, I was can't. about to say he's hanging but, out with Waldo. Yeah, I, I can't, man. You know. I can find him more than I can find uh, Anthony Davis on the court sometimes. So he's got to he's got to step it up. He's got to take control of this game uh, on the on the defensive end as well. I think they were getting out hustled. They were get, they weren't really getting out muscled more than they were getting out hustled. And and Memphis just wanted it more in the first half and and get to lose balls, giving energy and and, and getting second chance opportunities. And the Lakers okay were sleepwalking. They woke up, but the Grizzlies are, are they're a good team. And with or without Ja, I think. They're a better team with job, but they're a pretty darn good team when he doesn't play. So they they, they got their hands full. The other game going on right now, the, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. Um, Miami took that game one. Um, Milwaukee's leading right now at 24-18, but the story is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is not playing, uh, taking that nasty spill um, in game one. Really tried to give it a go in game one. Could, just couldn't do it, and it was ruled out for the rest of the game. And then subsequently, I think the X-rays were negative, but he he's not able to go tonight. Um, trust me, I, my my back is still killing me, and I didn't do that much. Uh, I can imagine what he he's going through. Um, you know, TP. The Bucks play well. They played well this year with when Giannis, Giannis missed some games. I think he missed around twenty games this year. Or so, but can they beat the Heat? <laughs> beat the Heat. Can they can they take the series from the Heat without uh, if Giannis has to miss extended time in the series? We talking about practice, not a game, <laughs> not a game. Practice, like like come on, like like I get it. They won game one. Giannis went down. Unless some crazy stuff happens, and of course we've we've heard of the story of David being Goliath, so on and so forth. This would be an incredible upset if Miami pulls it off. It can happen. I do not think it will. Milwaukee's been strong enough to do this. They they were on like a 
a 15-plus game run this season, and Giannis was out. Giannis came back, and we were like, when are they going to lose? Like, this team mm-hmm. is doing their work. I think they're, they're the team to beat in the East. I, and and I hate to say it this way. I kind of have to say it like this way. But I think Miami's going to play tooth and nail as much as they can to get as many games out of this series as possible. Or if they can extend it and go to another series, just because this is the end of Udonis's career. Uh, Udonis's career, you know, he's a year older than us. You know, like he came into the league and played 20-plus years or, you know, sat on the bench for like last six. But still, he's been around for – three of those championships, and now they know that it's time to give it up. And I think they're going to try and get as much as they can out of this unit, but I don't think they're strong enough to knock off Milwaukee. So since this is Milwaukee, they're in the state of Wisconsin, and he's a minority owner of the team, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, relax, relax, relax. (laughs) And, boy, I have to hear that a ton because he's in the NFC North, so I have to hear that stuff. So the Bucks are fine. They're at home. I think they'll survive the storm. This could be a close game or not. I'm not even worried about the spread. As long as Milwaukee gets out of there to even this series of 1-1. If they don't, they go to Miami. The pressure's really on the Bucks, but I still feel like the Bucks can go to Miami and still save face, at least get a game in Florida to try and storm as much as they can the rest of the uh, series to salvage what they have left. But I don't think that Miami gets away with this. If they do, I tip my hat to Jimmy Butler. I tip my hat to Eric Spoelstra probably being one of the best coaches of this era right now. Eric Spoelstra could get this done and turn this thing around for the Heat, for the melee that they had to deal with by playing as a playing team to threaten probably the, you know, one of the preseason leaders to get to the uh, finals would be the Bucks. So there's a lot that can happen. But, again, relax. I I think the the Bucks are just fine, and they're up. Uh, accordingly, they're not going to blow them out because the Heat are going to give them a tough game. Yeah, I mean, Hero's not playing either, I believe, right? He he had that um, – I think he broke his hand uh, in that first quarter, so he's out. But, yeah, I mean, the Heat if, – if the Heat, they vex me because they should be a better team than what they are right now, and they can play with a lot of teams. Um, but, the, you know, they – I don't know what it is. They've been sleepwalking all year. It's been disappointing to watch them. But, um, yeah, the, you know, the Bucks play really well. Um, it, Middleton, he's the X factor. If he can get it going, uh, I know he missed some extended periods of time, but if he gets it going, it, it can be, a, a, a you know, a tough series from Miami. Mike, I mean, what do you think about the, the Bucks and, and the Heat? Because, you know, Obviously, Giannis uh, with that back injury, I'm telling you, it was a nasty spill. I, it was kind of freaky to watch. But um, what do you think about the, the the Bucks' chances without Giannis? I mean, I agree with TP. This team played well uh, when Giannis was out. You know, x-rays are negative. He's going to be back at some point. Uh, you're right about Miami. Uh, Jimmy Butler's only one dude, right? Like, And uh, he was really good in game one. I think he'll have at least a couple really good games in this series, but there'll be at least a game or two where, I mean, he's not going to maintain that same average or be able to put up those same numbers in every single game. And, you know, with Bobby Portis and Holiday and the other horses that uh, Milwaukee brings to the table, I just think they're a flat-out better team than Miami. Uh, Miami has, you know, a couple of really good pieces in Butler and Bam. 
Um, but with Hero being out, like I just don't see them having the firepower to really stick with this team. Uh, this is not a good matchup for them. I, Spolster is a very good coach, and I expect them to be prepared. I expect them to play hard. I expect them to make it close. I don't expect them to just get, you know, blown away in this series. But mm-hmm. I think that Giannis will be back probably before this series is over. <clears throat> but being the number one team in the East, uh, Milwaukee should be able to find a way to win this series even if they don't get Giannis back into the next round. And if they don't, it'll be a very, very disappointing uh, end of the season for this Bucks team. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I hope not because I think the Bucks can make a really deep playoff run. But um, the X factor for me, and serious, I'll let you take this away, brother. I mean, you know, Drew Holiday, who doesn't get enough credit for how good he's been playing, um, you know, he was that the difference when they won their chip, and he, he's been playing at such a high level. Um, you know, he he could be that X factor to kind of times on the defensive end, and and now this year really more on the offensive end as well. So I mean, serious. What do you think about um, what do you think about the Bucks' chances right now with Giannis uh, nursing a, a pretty nasty back injury? You know, honestly, for me, I, I, I'll be shocked and I'm going to keep it a buck with you, I'd be shocked if we see Giannis the, the rest of this series. And not so much because, you know, it's anything out of the fact that I don't think the Bucks are going to need him. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, when it's time to flex and, and do your thing, like the, the Miami Heat shot out of their flipping mind. And in game one, and I'm not going to throw shade on Eric Spolstra and what he um, has been able to accomplish from a from a coach and you know Jimmy Butler playoff Jimmy it, again good as advertised. But at the end of the day, I'll be shocked if Giannis plays the rest of this series because I honestly feel as though they're going to take game two, they're going to go out to South Beach and and and, and take three and close it out and potentially five. And why would you risk, you know, bringing Giannis back for a meaningless game five, in my opinion? So I think that we won't see Giannis until the next round when they play, um, you know, the the winner of the four or five matchup, if you will. So they'll play Cleveland. They'll play Cleveland. Um, so it it it'll be fun seeing that matchup. But at the end of the day, I'll be shocked if Giannis comes back. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised, too, if he didn't play the rest of the series. I mean, wouldn't that be something if they could rest Giannis this whole series and still, you know, get get you know get some wins against the Heat and, and move on to the next round? That would be just, like, the perfect scenario for them um, at this point. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Heat, like I said, they've, they've actually they, – they, they have been really disappointing this year because I think they're better than what their record is and being an eight seed, I think they're way better than that. So I don't know if they don't, if they, if they get bounced out of the first round, I think that experiment is over. I think you probably try to keep Butler and, and Bam and rebuild around them, or you just blow it all up and, and, and start over. I don't, I just don't know. But I mean, they paid some guys, right? They paid, I think they think they paid Duncan Robinson and they paid Tyler Hero. So I don't know what they do, but. I don't like what I'm seeing in Miami. It's tough, Miami, right? I've been down to South Beach. You know, it's easy to get distracted down there, man. It's easy. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful everything down there. So, um, 
shout out to, to Miami. Ooh. But you know, listen, I I I agree with you guys. I think I think the Bucks. Um, I don't think it, they'll it'll be an easy series, but I don't think I don't anticipate them losing uh, without Giannis, even without Giannis being on the court, because I think they're just a, a far superior team. Um, call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Listen, um, I saved the I saved the dish. I, I I had to cover it up to make you know like you, you know how we do in the hood. You gotta put that that plate. You gotta wrap it in some. Yeah, make sure we go to a cookout. You you wrap it in the in the tin foil. You know, keep that you know keep that warm. So I kept it warm for serious, so we could talk that ish. Draymond Green, Draymond Green, Draymond Green. The stomp heard around the world. You know, um, after after that. Uh, that game, <laughs> game two debacle, where he, you know, put his his size. I don't know what size shoe he wears, but it, it looks like a pretty big shoe. But that boot on on uh, Sabonis' chest got ejected for the game. The league came down and handed him a one game suspension. He will not be eligible to play for in a very pivotal game three for the um, Golden State Warriors at home. Um, you know, he got suspended for, for laying that boot down. Uh, the league citing he has a history that, could, you know, basically couldn't be denied, um, and he was suspended. Uh, Sabonis is not suspended. Um, he's he's questionable with a, a quote-unquote bruise, bruise sternum or, you know, a contusion. So we'll see uh, about his status. But, um, T.P., um, Talk to me about Draymond Green and the impact of him not being able to play. Is the is the suspension justified, and would it even matter if he didn't play? Oh, it matters. It matters. Um, one of my favorite rappers of all time, Christopher Wallace, featuring Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, better known as Jigga Man. There was a song called I Love the Dough, and in the <laughs> middle of Biggie's lines, he said, Ninjas are actors. Ninjas deserve Oscars. And and when he said that, I mean it right now. And this is between all characters. And and I and, and even Simonis gets it, but I get it. First and foremost, I'm mad. Like I'm piping hot mad because there is a history behind Draymond and his legs or feet or whatever he may do within the NBA. This is the second time that he's facing a suspension. One time, it happened twice. They didn't suspend him for crap, and my team had to be the ones in the face of this. I don't. I'm gonna just put you down memory lane. The year of 2015. Please. No, that's 16. I'm sorry. I'm gonna apologize. 2016. The Thunder are playing the Golden State Warriors, and they are manhandling them, manhandling them in the series. Draymond Green kicked Steven Adams in two separate games in his nuts, twice, two different games, twice. no suspension, none, none. So this, this mm-hmm. guy has a history. Then don't forget, I think that is the same year that he stepped over LeBron and ended up costing them because they were going to end up sweeping the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers had no shot, none. He did mm-hmm. that mess, the 3-1 lead, heard around the world that got, you know, beat up just like the one he did to the Thunder. They ended up losing that because LeBron built up momentum and, like, history was on Cleveland's side for them to pull that off. Now here we are, 2023. Now this is where we're looking at the soap operas. So everybody get your popcorn ready. Shout out to Terrell Owens, the Sagittarius. So check this out. So 
that scrum is happening in the paint. Sabonis is already doing some interesting stuff down there, right? Which I give like credit to Draymond, right? Because the way Sabonis fell, his arms are like around his foot, like right. Mm-hmm. They're saying that he's hugging it. Either way, how it happens, Draymond has to have that presence of mind to not do something crazy. Anyway, he's like trying to pull an act to like you know free his foot or leg up. He tries to, like, instead of kick it, he kicks down on him. It turns into a stomp. It's like, Draymond, we we get it, that you are getting held. You're trying to draw the foul or get the ref to see it. I get it. But you stepping on a man's chest when there are about 75,000 cameras all across the arena, including cell phones and this, that, that, you need to stop it. Now, here's the dilemma that I'm looking at. Draymond, I give you 1,000% credit of being a defensive anchor of the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors cannot survive on the road all season. They have been porous on the road, I want to say, at least since December. They have been terrible. You guys needed to steal one in Sacramento. One way or another is going to have to happen. So game five or game seven, if you guys extend it, you're going to have to get one in Sacramento. I think the Kings have the moxie to steal game three in San Francisco. I think this could be a potential sweep because of this bull crap that Draymond pulled. The one thing that can happen is that game six clay could come through and start launching. And of course the, the enemy lines, Colonel general of Steph Curry could just start launching stuff and make it a crazy game to save them. Otherwise this could end up costing golden state big. And this could start to be, the death of a dynasty, shout out to Rockefeller at that point in time. And and to ice the cake, if Draymond don't meet the, you know, status quo, Draymond could be on his way out of California. Do you remember how this season started? Him pushing yeah. or punching Jordan Poole in the face, and Steve Kerr was like, I've had enough for this. And he's had spats with Steve Kerr in the middle of games, and Steve Kerr said, I've had enough for this. Him pulling this act, it don't matter how many championships you brought back, they have to decide that you are an elder player in the NBA and still acting like this and how much money they're going to give you. Are they going to give you a veteran minimum or are you going to look for the most that you can get because you are the defensive anchor of a four-time championship team in Golden State? So there's a lot of stuff that needs to be answered, but right now Golden State could face the broom, and, and, and I I'm, I'm mean this. I, I, listen, we said, like, there was issues with every team in the West, right? Um, but TP and I said on a show that, you know, we don't give the Kings enough credit. And, listen, we were guilty of it, too. We thought they were young. We thought they don't play defense and that they could easily lose this series. They have come out, and they haven't manhandled Golden State's been close games, but they've taken care of business, and nobody thought that they would. Get, give these guys credit. They got two players that could probably make all NBA. De'Aaron Fox is a beast right now. I wanted him in a Nick jersey in the worst way. Mike Brown is the coach of the year. They're giving it. They're giving the Warriors all they can handle, and the Warriors are terrible as it is on the road. But you're right. Draymond Green is costing – he cost them a championship years ago against Cleveland. He could be costing them a series this, this year. Um, I don't I, – would I go over the luxury tax for a guy like this? Like, you know, that's made nothing but headaches this year and every year he's been on the team? I don't know. Um, 
come to you. I'll come to you serious, and I'll go to Mike. Uh, talk to me about this Draymond Green situation and him getting suspended for the stomp. Which, listen, yeah, he grabbed his leg, but I mean, let's you you stepped up, man. Like, come on, man. Use your brain, man. Use your brain. Talk to me serious. Okay, so I've had some time to to, to, to calm down. Um, <laughs> however. However, even with me calming down, I'm not going to sit here and try to placate like this was a fair suspension. And here's why. If the NBA can freeze frame and slow down and look at the totality of an out-of-bounds play, if the NBA can freeze frame, slow down, and look at before and after, before ejecting somebody, if somebody leaves the stands or somebody leaves the bench um, in the middle of a fight, then the NBA in this particular situation should have been able to slow down and look at the play in totality. Now, should Draymond Green have been ejected? Yes. If Draymond Green is to be suspended for his actions in game two, Sabonis should also be suspended. Because it's not like Draymond Green was going out here stomping the yard just to be stomping the yard. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, and, it's, and, it, and if you look at how this series has played out from game one, there has been some dust-ups, if you will, between these two in the pain. There have been dust-ups between these two on out-of-bounds plays. There have been dust-ups between these two on multiple, multiple occasions to the point where the build-up of this correlated and what took place um, in the previous game, okay? Draymond Green is no saint. Nobody's sitting here saying he should be the president and CEO of the Players Association. Nobody's saying he should be a choir boy. Nobody's saying Draymond Green is anything but what he is. He is literally the total definition of the NBA's version of F around and find out. Let's keep it a buck. This is what Draymond Green is. So if you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Point blank end of discussion. Okay? Sabonis started this, he got what he had coming to him, and then and, and then to make matters worse, gentlemen, he goes to the media and talks about how this type of activity is quote unquote bad for the game. My guy, if you don't want to get stepped on, don't grab your man's ankle. Period. Now, to your other point where this could be a series turning, um, you know, play, it very well could be because let's keep it a buck. We've all been watching Golden State play for years now. Draymond Green is the is the straw is the straw that stirs the drink. He's the one that initiates the offense. He's the anchor on their defense. He makes all the calls, the checks, this, that, and the third. So it is very, very possible that the Golden State Warriors can lose game three regardless of whether it's at 
Oracle Arena or wherever they call their new spot or if it's, you know, in Sacramento. But let's not sit here and, and, and paint Draymond Green to be this menace to society when the, for, for the first two games of this particular series, he's been provoked, he's been prodded. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get out to you guys' way, okay? If the NBA wanted to suspend Draymond Green for this particular play, then say that. Well, suspending Draymond Green because he stepped on the bonus, this, that, and the third. But missing with that whole history nonsense because, again, if you want to cite history, you have to look at everything in totality. And the NBA did not do that. Therefore, this looks to me like Draymond Green was targeted and made to be made an example of, and the NBA, Adam Silver and company, is using quote-unquote history to justify a bad decision. I um, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. Me too. Me too. Me too. I'm waiting for you to finish. Please finish. Please finish. finish. Yeah, exactly. The history is he's trying to say that he did. It it wasn't like an. It was not like it was an accident, but you know he was provoked or whatever. Like he didn't need to do it. The history is this guy doesn't do it on mistake. It's not an accident that he tripped tripped dudes. He stepped on dudes or he kicked dudes in the balls or, you know what I mean? Like, the the history is that he knows what he's doing and he did this with a purpose, with malice. That's the history. The history is him provoking the fans when he got thrown out of the game. I, 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 I highly doubt the reason that he got suspended was just because of the stomp. It was that, and then he's, like, rallying up the crowd. So it's like you're looking at this dude like you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. And you and you, and you don't care. You think you're the victim. What was me? You're the guy with the technicals. You're the guy with the history. Like, uh, TP, go ahead. Then, Mike, you can take it. Wait, so he said, he said, and I quote, don't paint Draymond like he ain't no menace to society. So what, is he Trey? Is he Chris in the wheelchair? Or maybe, or maybe he's big dookie with the pacifier in his mouth. I'm not trying to hear it. That dude is old dog, and that's when he said he young, he black, and he just didn't give up. And that's exactly what Draymond was. You're not going to sit there and act like this dude is Saint. Green, cut it out. I, I do not want to hear it. This dude has a lineage of this stuff. Even you admitted it. And now all of a sudden he steps on Sabonis, and now we're like, oh, we're not just going to put all this on him. I don't want this to happen. Sabonis sold this to the people, and he grabbed his foot. I don't want to hear that crap. Draymond has a history. The NBA know it. And, look, they've been actually painting him a yellow brick road compared to the way that, to me, he like an Artest. He not as bad as Artest, but he – he like an art test to me. And the NBA watched that like a Dennis Rodman, like the guys that know that they can start something on the floor and mess up the quote-unquote integrity of the game. Draymond has done this. They say face because he's in front of one of the poster boys and Steph Curry. If Steph wasn't on his team, let's just say Draymond was on the Pistons because he's from Michigan. Let's just say he was on the Pistons. Draymond would have been sat out a couple of games. The NBA would have been handing them checks from FedEx left and right, being like, yo, pay that ticket. Pay that ticket. They'd have kept coming for him like, they save face because they got an interesting run in California going on, and they got a golden boy and Steph and company out there. That they save Draymond. They're like, okay, we'll take it easy on you here and there. But, dude, 
two different times he kicked Steven Adams in the nuts and did not see nothing, nothing. Like, come on, enough is enough. I'm, I'm not going to watch that go on any longer. Draymond has a history of this. This And this all happened, like I said, this is acting. He never played like this in Michigan State, never. He was never like this and yeah. played the same type of basketball in Michigan State. He was a, this was this when he was a saint. Now he's he's an actor. Dude deserves an Oscar. Just shout out to Christopher Wallace. Rest in peace. I mean, it's like, and let's not say like Sabonis didn't deserve anything or didn't provoke this. Like he, what he did in Game One, and then turned it to Game Two. Like he has a he he has a track record now, like of trying to you know, draw this kind of silly foul to bait uh, Draymond Green. And guess what, Draymond, you fell for the bait. You, you got pulled down in game one, right? And basically at the same part, same, um, you know, point of the court, like the same area, right? And then now this, he got, you know, held his leg. And then when he, as soon as he got stepped up, oh, oh, help me, baby Jesus. Help me out a lot. Like, you know, like he's like screaming and hollering. Like, like, dude, you're, you provoked this dude, but Draymond, don't try to sit there and tell me that you didn't step on that dude and you, it, it wasn't because you thought you were stepping on the floor. Give me a break, dude. He ain't the victim. Michael, take it away, Mr. Harvey. I'd love to get your opinion on it. So his history does follow him to an extent. I mean, and mm-hmm. – if he if he grabbed his leg, if he's trying to shake his leg free, that's one thing. If he stepped hard on this man's chest, once he got his leg free, like you got a man laying on the ground, should he have grabbed your ankle? No, but you stomped on this man's chest. I mean, so I say go back and watch the play. If it looked like he intentionally stomped on him, then yeah, I think the suspension is warranted. You want to get him back, then get, shake your leg free, get up, and then on the next play or something, when he comes back inside. Like, hit him extra hard or something. Make him pay for it that way. But you just, I mean, you just put all your weight and that big that big sneaker down on this man's chest. You could have uh, injured, broken some ribs or whatever else and really changed the complexion of the series. Um, there are certain things that you just don't, you don't do. Um, the man shouldn't have been grabbing his ankle trying to agitate him and whatever else. Uh, but at the same time, like, you don't kick a man when he's down or stomp on him like that. I mean, I I agree that Sabonis was there right to uh, give Sabonis a tech, and maybe he should have been, uh, been ejected if he wasn't. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, in in society, man, if you have a record – of bad behavior, if you have a record of being punished for different things or whatever else, then you're going to get a little bit less leniency once you've gotten that label. And this isn't a profile, and this is not a thing where this label is unwarranted. And so Draymond knows that he's under uh, kind of a microscope with his behavior, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't care. And at the same time, is is he the defensive leader for this team? Sure. Is he the offensive catalyst? Sure. Is he a veteran, pres- a veteran presence on this team? Yeah, he's all that. So at the same time, you know your team needs you. You know that you're a linchpin for what this team is trying to do. You gotta, you gotta be better than that. I mean, there's so many ways to take it, and it's like, 
they're try you know they're trying to compare him to Dennis Rodman and it's like you know when Dennis Rodman and and Carl Malone used to go out in the playoffs we remember it right there was that there was that incident where they were tripping each other running down the court you know what I mean like that remember that and it was like you know they're trying to compare that to that and I'm but I'm sitting here saying you can never compare Draymond Green to Dennis Rodman because you can take all the antics on the court that you want with Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman never cost the Bulls, the Pistons, what have you, a chip with his antics. He never did. And he knew when to reel it in. He he was a smart enough player to know, okay, I can get under your skin. I can, you know, be a nuisance. But when I need to play defense, when I need to play on the court, I'm not going to cost my team a game by getting kicked out of a game. He never did that. Draymond Green has done that religiously. That's what he does. I mean, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, should he got suspended? Maybe not. But guess what? Your history worked against you, and that act that you pulled after you got the flagrant foul really just said, you know what? You knew what you were doing. That's the problem. Like, you know what I mean? It's like coming back to the scene of the crime. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like, like Biggie said, you know, stupid. You got double parked by, you got, you got a ticket being double parked by a hydrant. You're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like you almost got away with it, but then you did something stupid and you just let them know, you know what? You don't care. You knew what you were doing. So, I mean, I don't feel bad for him. I just feel bad that, you know, like some other people said that we're not talking about how the Kings at home have taken care of business against a team that nobody thought they had a chance against. DeAndre Fox is looking like that dude right now, um, you know, really carrying his team and, and on the defensive end. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about Draymond Green. Does anybody want to talk about how well the Kings are playing in the first two games? It's De'Aaron, not DeAndre. Let's get that part right. Sorry, sorry. My, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, but De'Aaron Fox, man, I mean, listen, uh, pushing the pace, uh, has really, really risen to the occasion for this team. And, you know, what's funny is he was the subject of some trade rumors and different things in the offseason. Uh, that would have been one of the biggest mistakes this franchise could have made in a long list of mistakes that this franchise has made as far as trading off players. Um, listen, Mike Brown can coach. He's a defensive guy, but he recognized that with this team um, that pace – they could push, they could shoot the ball, they could score, and this team has really surpassed anybody's expectations. I knew they'd make the – I had a feeling about them making the playoffs this year. But number three seed, I didn't really see that coming. Uh, Golden State has to uh, – they have to hold serve at home to even this series up. Uh, but TP pointed to it earlier. It's abysmal as they've been on the road. It doesn't look great, and Sacramento has really, really taken care of business um, in this series. Uh, I like the complimentary players they have. You have Fox, you've got Sabonis, and then you got plenty of complimentary pieces like Keegan Murray and other guys. This team's for real, and this team's young. This team's going to be around for a while, and when you start talking about contenders in the Western Conference, you know, people talked a lot last year about how Memphis was up and coming and all this, um, and you know, they, they still have a bright future, but you can't talk about contenders in the Western Conference without mentioning Sacramento. And if they don't mess this up, uh, they're going to be there for a while. And they're showing you with their first two games against the defending champions that this team's for real. 
So, I mean, we'll see as this series uh, continues to play out. But winning those first two games at home in fairly convincing fashion is a definitely good start to uh, this young team's playoff runs. Absolutely. Anybody else? Anybody else want to lament on how well the Kings are playing right now? As Milwaukee's just beating the hell out of the Heat, almost up by thirty right now. I'm gonna get. To, I was gonna get to that too. Um, I told you to relax. <laughs> they have thirty. They have thirty-two. They have thirty-two in the second quarter without Giannis. Like that, I told you to relax. I, I told you to relax on that. But um, the thing, the thing with the Kings is um, they if they play it out the defense, they're scary. They're, they they can if they can yeah. tell you that they can go shot for shot with anybody, including. The Warriors, if they can go shot for shot with a Clipper game, and I think that game went triple overtime, and they end up scoring like 176 to like 174, they can score. You you do not want to get in a shootout with Sacramento at this point in time. They got a big in mm-hmm. Keegan that can let that thing go. Like, they they are there for a reason, and all of us were sitting up here saying that they didn't believe Sacramento could do it. I love the matchup that they actually have to have Steph D, De'Aaron. They, they have to have that. Yeah. Or whatever. What, Gonna happen like he's gonna chase Malik Monk around. They can't hide either of them. Clay Thompson is actually showing his age too. Like he's getting older now. He can't run with these guys and try to hide stuff. So um, they gotta play ball. Nobody's scared of y'all winning the championship last year. I, I feel like a lot of people that have been talking junk about LeBron saying that nobody fears LeBron. Nobody fears the Warriors no more right now. Like all you have to do is just get ready for their their three point barrage. Especially when they come out of that locker room for the third quarter, watch Clay because Clay is swimming through a lot of screens. If you can handle that barrage, you can beat the Warriors. But sometimes teams just fall lax and just be like, "Okay, we're up twelve in the thir- in the third quarter about to start." Yeah, right. That thing will be three points with two minutes left. I mean, took taking off the clock, and y'all like, "Dang, how that lead disappear?" And that's what the Kings have done so far. It took the air out of that, and um. I think this could potentially go on, especially with the the absence of Draymond in Game Three. If the Kings don't get bothered by the crowd scheme of Warriors and dealing with the crowd getting hype as hell when Steph let it, let go any shot, even if he missed, oh, like just feed off of that. They gotta do the best they can out there, San Francisco. I want to see the Kings advance. I miss the C Web and Bibby, the C Web and J Will, the C Web and Vladdy. They need that back in Sacramento. As many times they talk about they're gonna fold that organization. Send them to Vegas. I've seen it happen to my own team in Seattle. Don't do it again. Sacramento, hold on to your team, man, and just cheer as best as y'all can from the capital to get San Francisco to shake up, man. I want to see it. And yeah, to I your mean, point, I, I got it. My bad. No, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, and to your point, this is the only major uh, professional sports franchise uh, in, the, in the capital city of California. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely need to hold on to this team. And I think a run like this is exactly what this team needs. And the whole city will get behind them because there's not any other game in town. They've been hungry for it. They've been hungry for it for years. And, and you know, I remember watching those Kings teams with, with uh, Steve Webb and, 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 and uh, Bibby and, and before that White Chocolate, uh, Williams and, and Blade, and, and, and they were fun. They were fun. Hito Turkey coming off the bench, you know, Peja Stojakovic draining. Oh, Crispy, Bobby team. Jackson. 
Ace Bobby Jackson off the bench, one of the best six men that at that time in the game. Like they were a fun team to watch. So they're hungry for that again. It's just they've had draft picks that swung and missed, but I think what they did this year, they got free agents to come there, right? They got Herder. Um, they they got some nice pieces to come in there and compliment these young kids. That trade for Sabonis, everybody killed it, right? With the trade with on um, the, the the Pacers, they thought, oh, they already have a player like that or something, you know? Nah, man, that was a smart move. I I like what they did. And listen, DP is right. They can score on anyone in this league. Anybody, if they shore up anything on defense and get timely stops, they could beat anybody in this Western Conference. And and, and I, I'm one of those people that has to say I, I apologize because I didn't think that – I thought Sacramento was good. I didn't think that they were this good. And that's partly because I'm on the East Coast. I didn't get to see them night in and dined out. You know what I mean? I saw them a couple games here and there. So I think the whole country is kind of getting hip to the idea and, and watching these guys play. Serious, what are your thoughts on the Kings real quick? You know, honestly, you have to honestly start at the top. You know, and Mike Brown has been in the shadows for a long, long time. He, you know, he was the head coach and got opportunities uh, in Denver not in Denver, but in Cleveland, and, you know, when you're in Cleveland at, during the LeBron James era, you kind of got to, you know, bow down to, to that, and then you go to Golden State, and you're sitting on the bench with Steve Kerr, and, 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 and you know, you got Steph and Clay, and th- those guys run around doing what they do and winning championships, you know, so this is really a testament to the fact that Mike Brown took all those lessons and took the tutelage um, and, and, and took a game plan out to Sacramento. Then De'Aaron Fox, again, he's been linked to every trade rumor that has come down the pike. I, I, I was for sure expecting him to end up in L.A. with the Lakers, you know, saying he was, you know, linked to them. He was linked to, you know, a couple other teams, but they stayed the course and getting Malink Monk to, 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 to sign there um, to come off the bench. You know, they have made this year – some significant moves. We talk about chess, not checkers. You know, last year you go and pick up a guy from Butler, uh, the backup point guard from Butler, who is a defensive stopper, who is not going to get you 20 some odd points, uh, but he'll lock down your number one score. And you know, have you have you sat back and watched what you know stuff? Uh, has had to deal with dealing with that guy out of Butler, you know, guarding him. You got some guys who, you know, just just want to play ball. Harrison Barnes is, is is the veteran there now, who once again who got his cut his teeth as a member of the Golden State Warriors. You know, so there is a lot of of knowledge that is being passed down to this young team. Um, you got to really give credit where credit's due. I, I'm proud of watching these guys play. Um, it could be, you know, the changing of the guard, sort of speak, um, in the West if, if the Kings are able to, to finish the deal um, and finish Golden State off. But I will say this, you know, the great movie Tom Jonovitz said that never underestimate the heart of a champion. Well, I love you that. You know, um, you've got yeah. – you got to go home and you got to serve, you know, serve home court. But again, Steph and them boys is going to be balling like no tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, not, not so much, 
not, 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 not so much because they're down 0-2, but now they have a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. Right. So this so right. tomorrow's tomorrow's game three is going to be insane. And uh, not, only, not only that, not only not not only that though. I would, and this this sucks that I'm about to say this right. I, and Lord forgive me for I know that what I do. Um, this is the same way that I was like, yo, Kobe been kicking everybody tail in the early 2000s. Mm. You know, God bless Kobe's soul, you know. But I'm like, I, and he, this when they was beating the crap out of Seattle. I'm like, yo, I can't wait till the day we start beating up on the Lakers and Kobe. When we started beating Kobe, not only when we started beating him, this is like 2012, no, 2011 on. The Lakers couldn't beat us no more. But then after like 2000. I want to say 13, 14, Kobe's body started to break down. And it's like, I didn't want to see it happen like that. Like, it was his his leg, his uh, rotator cuff, his Achilles. Like, everything was happening to Kobe. I didn't want to see it happen like this. Just like the Warriors is just what I'm saying. Like, I wanted to see when the Warriors are going to get, you know, people starting to take change the guard like Sirius said, right? But I would have never thought it'd be Sacramento to upseed them. Like, get out your seat. I'm Killmonger. Right. Is this y'all king? I'm about to throw y'all off the dog on a cliff. And it, it's like, wow, <laughs> Sacramento, Sacramento really bothered and, and I really feel like Sacramento can go into the Chase Arena in San Francisco and steal a game. If they steal game three, especially without Draymond, your sweet potential is there. But but believe, believe me, y'all better frisk Clay Thompson because he is going to shoot everything that comes to him game four. Believe it. Believe it, he's gonna shoot everything. So Steph, Steph, of course you got a DM, of course. But Clay, Clay is the one they need to give them. Oh, I'm gonna be fair, like like 23 or better. Like he he has to give them 23 or better. He has to. He can't have one of them silent 17s and think they could sw- swim by. No, he got to score. Sacramento is not playing any games no more. I mean, it could be the idea that. Um... You know, maybe this iteration of the Warriors has kind of, you know, reached its peak and that's it. And then, like, the Bulls, like, you had, you know, for six chips, but for three you had, um, you know, you had BJ and you had Horace Grant and Cartwright. And then after that you had Kukoc, you had, you know, Harper, you had Rodman. So maybe it's you're building around your two stars, but you got, you know, different cast around them. So it could be that, but – um, listen, I'll the Warriors you, need to play defense. They ain't playing I'll defense you, right now. They haven't played defense all year. Hold on one sec. They haven't played defense all year. Um, Curry's got to come with some lineup changes. I think you got to see a little bit more Gary Payton Jr., uh, I mean the second. Um, I think maybe a little less of Jordan Poole. But he's got to figure out some combinations. Oh, whoa, whoa. You I said less I don't Jordan know. Poole? Wait, wait a minute. I mean, well, let's, maybe let's maybe – Wow. Yeah, maybe it's more. I, maybe it's more. I don't know. I, he's got to figure out combinations TP, to to defend. They're not getting stops. They're not. They they got they they got to get. It's the defense. It's been like that all year. They haven't played defense all year. I don't know what they right. do. Maybe it's more Jordan Poole. I don't know. I don't know. He, but the, Kerr's got to make a change. That's a team thing. That's a team thing. The team has to play defense. Jordan Poole is ammunition. Like, like if that dude is a shooter. You can listen. Shooters keep shooting, man. And that's that's the makeup yeah. of Steve Kerr's like evil genius. Like, because he keeps the, at least two or three shooters on the floor that you got to D these guys. You gotta. 
So, like, to pull pool off the floor, especially if either Steph or Clay ain't getting it, like, that's, that's a problem. Like, I I don't know if, if less Jordan Poole is necessary. They, they just got to buy into, you know, locking down their man the best that they can. But the one thing about Sacramento, they scoring from all angles. They run, too. That's, they're running just as much as um, Golden State. So, this is a tough task, uphill with no legs. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Clay? If Clay and Steph can sh- are shooting and hot, then maybe you do see a little bit less Jordan Poole because I do think he's a little bit of a liability on the defensive end. But I'm going to tell you a guy that's going to really have to step up, and I know he's had some struggles and took some time away and all this kind of stuff, but Wiggins is going to have to show up big in this game for this team. Uh, and yeah, but Steph, Steph is a liability on the defensive end too. Like Steph shoots and Jordan shoots. Like they he's both a better are defender than Poole. He's a better defender. They than both are cool. They've been hard on Steph since his rookie season. Wait, what? What are we doing here? Like what? Because no, what, I mean, cause, uh, I, I mean Wiggins is a better defender than Poole, right? Oh, of course, yeah, 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 of course. But yeah. that's a that's yeah. a small forward compared to a guard. Like, are we we're comparing mm-hmm. two different positions? But what I'm saying is right. you have pool in the game when you don't have Steph or Clay in the game. I, I, right. I, I don't think that you I don't think that you can run with all – you talk about some lineup tweaks. I don't think you can have Steph, Clay, and Poole all in the game at the same time because I don't think you have enough on the defensive end if you have that lineup out there. And I think a guy like Wiggins is going to have to show up big. I think that, that Poole will contribute and hit shots because, to your point, he's a shot maker. Uh, and – he, I mean, listen, uh, with no conscience, he can hit shots like crazy. So, but I, what you want to get is Clay and Steph shooting the ball well early. You bring Poole in when you need to spell one of these guys. But a guy like Wiggins, a guy like uh, Gary Payton, these guys are going to have to show up on the defensive end for this team and really, uh, really help them. Because if you don't have a defensive presence against this King, against this Kings team. They're liable to shoot the lights out on you in your own arena. Well, see, one of the names you guys are forgetting to mention as far as being a contributor on both offensively and defensively is Dante DiVincenzo. This is a guy who, right. who, who's a defensive specialist, if you will. I mean, that's his call to fame. That's how he still gets jobs in the league. And if you look at when Andrew Wiggins was out, um, you know, you know, with the family thing, DiVincenzo was – was the guy who Steve Kerr turned to to, you know, provide some type of toughness, some type of defense, some type of scrappiness, if you will. This is a guy that would stick his face, you know, in there and, and do different things. So I would love to see more of him. You know, I understand that you got Wiggins back, but at the end of the day, I would love to see more of DiVincenzo, um, you know, being scrappy and getting you – you know, 10 to 15 points. If DiVincenzo can give you 10 to 15 points, take a couple of charges, I think this will help turn the tide for Golden State, especially at home. Because at the end of the day, you can't, you don't want to get to a shootout with this guy because your guy who runs, he's the quarterback of your team, is sitting out a game. So you need to actually steal some, steal some stops, and DiVincenzo is a guy who could potentially do that for you. But he was getting run ragged. Like, he was a minus 13 in the game. Like, they couldn't – they took him off the court. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. When they, was, I don't, when they lost those games on the road, Dante was the one they was picking on on defense. Like, he was the guy that he was going after. 
So be careful what you ask for. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if the Warriors have a combination. I mean, like we said, the Kings can score on anybody in this league. So, um, you know, it's going to be a tall task, even if they're not hadn't played well uh, defensively all season. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Um, must win. They cannot lose this game, Golden State. They cannot lose this game, or they're going to get swept, and it's going to be a sad end. I don't, I don't see how they get around it. Um, two games last night. Um, my Knicks got blown out. Um, the Suns evened it up. Both series are now 1-1. The Suns and the Clippers, uh, Knicks and Cavs. TP, which, which – uh, I mean, I kind of expected uh, the Suns and the, Clip, uh, the Cavs to win those games. Uh, especially at home to go back on, to go on the road to 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 try to steal the home court back. Which game uh, surprised you more? Um, the Suns game actually. The Suns game surprised mm-hmm. me more. I, I felt like the Cavs are going to play desperate basketball and, and win that game two up against the Knicks. I didn't think that they were going to slack the Knicks like that because the Knicks, the way they came out to play game one, was pretty incredible to take that game away from Cleveland. So I, I expect the Cleveland to come out and be like, listen, nobody expected us to be here and, and for the Knicks to kind of like rob us already. We got to play this ball. But the way that the Clippers came out in game two, I thought, because one of my guys out here that I, you know, I watched this kid grow up, but now they're turning into like my like my understudy. Shout out to TJ. But um, he was like, Ty, they're going to sweep the Suns. I'm like, you're right. Booker can't D Russ. Russ was eating that boy fool. Like, pack up your lunch and go. I'm like, wow. Like, defensively, he's stopping Booker, not letting Booker get what he wants, and and taking him to the rim because Booker don't play good defense. So I'm like, if if they can ride this out, they can take it. And and from 2014, which I don't like to admit, Kawhi has built up that that aura to not be scared of nothing. Kevin Durant do if he does well in offensive end, I'm gonna bring it right back to him. Kawhi has been having his way offensively. I don't know how the Suns figure this out. Um, if they can steal a game in L.A., they're fine. They're back comfortable. If not, the Suns are in trouble, and the legacy of Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are in jeopardy, uh, or at least championship relevance-wise. Like I, I don't think that they will sniff another one if they can't get out of this first round right here. Kevin Durant has left Brooklyn from getting swept. If they didn't win – uh, the the game last night, they were in particular getting swept because the Clippers are bringing it to them. And the last time that they played, we all know how that went down. Paul George is missing free throws. Paul George ain't there due to injury, and they're doing just fine without him. Um, I, I feel like Tyron Lutz is that personal. I know Kawhi wants to show up Kevin Durant, and he's probably tired of hearing all this crap about Kevin Durant. The Clippers are, are playing with house money. And, oh, yes, how sweet would revenge be if Russ could not KD off like that, I could just imagine. However, that ended in, in the handshake that got to go on. Even though after the game yesterday, they met behind, you know, the scene. Like you know, after they got dressed and all, they met and gave each other a dap and walked off. But it, it looked funny and fake as it is. So I could just imagine if Russ is the one to be the victor and watch KD be in the agony of defeat, having to shake Russ' hand and Russ finally getting KD back from all the years that he had to deal with it for him going going to Golden State and him, you know, moving on to different teams as well. But this is going to be a very interesting series, and I'm surprised that the Suns saved themselves last night. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Suns' big three versus the depth of the Clippers, and I think that's going to be the tale. Can, can, who's, 
which one is going to, you know, win out. I mean, Monty Williams is a really good coach, but Ty Lue doesn't get enough credit what he's been able to accomplish in this league. Everybody thinks he's LeBron's apprentice. Now, this dude can coach his behind off. He's a really good coach. So I, I don't know about KD's legacy. I don't know how you win two championships and two uh, finals MVPs and your legacy is kind of tarnished. I think he kind of did some of that himself, well, bouncing you. around. I'll, I'll tell you. I tell you, I tell you. What happened since he left? No, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. Let me. I was about to say that. He did it himself because he bounced around and left Golden State. If he would have stayed there, he'd have more chips. But I think the, I think Chris Paul's legacy more so than, than Durant's legacy is on the line. Durant's top, he, he he'll be close to the top ten, if not in the top ten, when his career's over. Chris Paul's he needs that chip. He don't got top one, 10, man, right? Wait, so, top ten, hmm? top ten, at what? Top ten player of all time? Do you do you really think Kevin Durant's gonna be a top ten player of all time? Why wouldn't he be? Who is he eclipsing out of the list? Give, give me your hey, top ten. I'm not, listen, listen, no, I'm not doing this again. I, I say he's you close to no, top you ten. You, you, you started this madness. Is this your king talking about the Black Panther? He's supposed to lead you to the future. Come on, brother. Durant is, Durant is, <laughs> Durant is not in my top ten, but he's pretty darn close. Okay. And if he gets, he gets a chip, he can get in there. I, but, I, you know, listen. I'm not doing the top ten. I could, we could spend. I could be up. You until brought late. that up. I didn't even think of the top ten. You did that. You brought that up. Uh-huh. Listen, he's he's listen. He's not closing out his career good. He got swept by Boston, and he should not have got well, swept last year. He should not. Well, he's going to Phoenix, and, and this out, is actually saying, he's not closing out his I'm career like, well. Not good. He's not closing out his career well. Not good. Well, however you want to put my that. However, however you want to put that. Y'all corrected me with DeAndre and De'Aaron, so I got to correct y'all. You know, you, you do that. That was Mike coming for you. Mike came for you. Listen, I'm coming for you now, though. Came for you Basketball is good. It. I played basketball. Basketball is good. I played basketball well. Thank you. Okay, right, okay no. fine. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So, whatever superlative you want to use and put it in, fine. Okay, so whatever. I'm like, you can do what you want. At the end of the day, like I said, he got swept by Boston. Boston carried all of that mojo to the finals and, and made it interesting, but they didn't get the job done. Kevin Durant went to a team that was just in the finals a few years ago, and they are looking like they're having problems putting it together. Plus, this dude is injury prone. He didn't get that chemistry that they needed going into the playoffs. He came right back right at the fucking teeth of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, like, right now, he needs to step up and play that big ball and prove that he could actually bust Kawhi's tail. Kawhi's not having it. Kawhi's not going nowhere. Kawhi's been a thorn in his side since he was on the Spurs. I'm, I don't I don't know. I don't know. If KD don't get past them, he got to start answering the same questions that LeBron had to answer when he wasn't getting championships. KD could not do it without Steph, Clay, Draymond. Period. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Mike, what do you, what do you think about – Go ahead, go ahead. Ka- Kawhi injury prone too, right? So 
We'll see if he can hold it together yeah, uh, for this entire series, too. Yeah, but Kawhi went in his Phoenix and pulled one off. He he did what he needed to do. He could be in he he put up thirty eight in Phoenix. Thirty damn this that's forty. He gave KD yeah. them forty. Whoever did them, he gave them forty. So if you want to use the injury prone that Kawhi doing, he busted uh, KD. He outscored KD. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, but and either, one of them could, either one either one of them could end up hurt before this series is over. And they're more likely Absolutely. to end up hurt than right. about and, any and, player and, in the league not named not named Anthony Davis. Uh, and, but, and, and, and who got more to prove, KD or Kawhi? Because Kawhi uh, left San Antonio and got one in, in Canada. So Kawhi KD. said, I don't need to do it with Pop, and went to a whole other country and did it. KD left, yeah. and he's searching. He, listen, he's looking for Waldo. Just like y'all said, where's yeah. Waldo? He's looking for him. Yep. But well, he yeah, doesn't get credit for, for getting two rings. He doesn't get credit for winning two rings. No, because he wins. No, no, he's he not married. He just, he just went to a championship. Hold on, hold on. Why do you think Shaq and Charles Barkley and them roast him? And, and, and Barkley be like, he ain't no bus driver. Like, he, he want to be on a school bus. Like, like and he mm-hmm. trying to prove that he can get And he done went with Chris Paul and Booker. And, and he's trying to take over. You got to see him now. Like, he'll grab a rebound and wave Chris Paul and Booker off. Like, this is his show. You just got here. You, you, so you, you got to prove it. If you put this, and they've they been to the finals without you. The Warriors been to the finals without you. You got to prove that you could do this in spite of being there and be the guy. And you getting out of score. You getting cooked by Kawhi already. Already. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, me, you, I can argue, you can argue that the Warriors maybe they don't win two chips without Kevin Durant they, because they, they had won one but three one league. They, they won, won one, and then they lost the three-one lead. They, they, but but look at it, right? The Warriors had they probably shouldn't have beat the Rockets that year, right? And then they went three-one against um, the Cavs and lost. And the Cavs had you know they went back to the finals every year. So there's you can make that. I'm not listen. I'm not justifying anything that Kevin Durant did, but I'm I'm saying. Would you rather be Kevin Durant with two rings and two Finals MVPs, where he was the best player on that team? Clearly, was the best player on that team. Steph Curry's that dude, but he was the best player on that team. Or you could be Chris Paul, that you're the man on your team and have have, have gone to only one Finals. I, I don't know. So here's the difference. I don't know. Here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. Mm-hmm. KD joined a team that had just won 73 games. Uh, now the Thunder right. probably should have beat him in the playoffs that year. But he won, he joined a team that just won 73 games. They didn't get it done that year, but they got it done the season right before that. That team, pretty much with that same nucleus, had just come off a championship one year and a finals run the previous season. Kawhi went to a team that never could get over the hurdle and never did even make it to the NBA Finals. Not only did they get to the NBA Finals, they won a chip. So Kawhi elevated the guys around him and really got this team to a level, to heights that it had never seen before and has never seen since. So to me, yes, KD has more to prove. But to answer your question from a second ago, I, I'm really not surprised that either one of these teams found a way to even it out. The Clippers have a lot of talent. They have a lot of depth. But I feel like this team has been very inconsistent throughout this year. Now, can they get it all together in the playoffs? Sure. They hold serve at home. Phoenix is in trouble. If Phoenix comes back down 3-1, they're in a lot of trouble. As far as Cleveland, I'm not surprised to see that series split. I thought that this series was going to be good uh, from the jump. And the interesting thing is the Knicks were actually one game better on the road than they were at home this year. So 
the fact that they got one in Cleveland doesn't surprise me. The fact that they got game one kind of uh, set something up. But, of course, Cleveland came back and hit him in the mouth yesterday. So, once again, just like we're talking about with uh, Phoenix going in, just like we talked about with multiple teams going back home tied at one, the question is, can Cleveland get one at Madison Square Garden? The numbers say they should be able to. They're not winning game three, in my in my opinion. I think the Garden's going to be lit. I, I'm not surprised that that game um, went, went, you know, went the way it did. I'm surprised it was a blowout. I'm not surprised that um, Cleveland evened it up. They did what they needed to do. They 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 were physical. They held them to, what, 90, under 90 points. Um, R.J. Barrett, first of all, Emmanuel quickly needs to wake up. He He's the X factor on this Knicks team. He needs to play a lot better. R.J. Barrett, either hit your threes or sit on the bench. Like this, he is, he is not a this – is, this is why I got so angry when and, – and I think Sirius was like, he was, you were surprised that I went on, on um, Instagram and, 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 and was complaining that the Knicks didn't get Donovan Mitchell because – and they, they paid R.J. Barrett and didn't get Donovan Mitchell. This is why, because Barrett is good, but he ain't that dude. He's, he's so limited. He, he can't – this is a bad matchup for, for R.J. Barrett against Cleveland because he's not a spot-up shooter. He can't get all the way to the hole because of the length of the of the of the calves. This is a bad this is a bad matchup for him. This is where Thibodeau needs to say, you know what, Barrett, you gotta sit down. This is like I'll, like we said, Poole, maybe you take some of his minutes. This is like Barrett, I'm gonna take some of your minutes. I'm gonna stick with Hart. I'm gonna stick with quickly, guys that can score, shoot the three, whatever. I mean, but still, I'm not surprised that Cleveland won this game. I thought Cleveland this is going to be a long series. I thought it was going to be probably the best series in the first round. Serious, what do you think about those those games? Honestly, for me, um, I, I think the, the the more shocking one was actually Phoenix because we all understand the, the, the relationship between Scott Foster and Chris Paul, and he finally got him one um, versus Scott Foster. So, Let's not let's, let's, let's not ignore that fact. But as far as the game itself, I think both of these kind of played out the way I thought they would. I felt as though the Phoenix had a chance to win Game One. Uh, they 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 didn't. You know, you know, Russ made a play at the end, secured the dub. Um, I figured Game Two they would come back out and. You know, KD started to get his he get his flow right, and you know they managed to to even it out. The situation in, in New York uh, with, with the Cavs that that series is going to be long. It's going to be physical. Mm-hmm. I, it won't shock me if an ejection or something happened in that game either, in that series either, because at the end of the day, you know there 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 was blood drawn, there was people hitting the floor. Every time I looked mm-hmm. up, Brunson was sliding across the floor somewhere after catching the elbow or running into somebody. Julius Randle was getting frustrated, you know. You know, Jared Allen damn near took him out of bounds off of off a end of in the game dunk. So I kind of expect, you know, there's some type of get back from Julius Randle. Like this, this, this is gonna get ugly. It's gonna get messy, and I think it's going seven. I really do, but the fact that uh, Cleveland held serve and 
you know, got them, you know, got themselves a game, um, you know, trying to go on the road and, and get a Knicks team that doesn't necessarily play that well at the Garden um, was great. The thing that I loved about watching that particular game was it wasn't Donovan Mitchell, but Darius Garland was like, yo, let me remind people who I am. <laughs> yeah, and that dude went to yeah. work. So, uh, I, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I think it's a bad matchup for 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 the Nets as, as far as individual, but I do believe that the inexperience, if you will, um, and I, I I I think Brunson is going to be the guy that that helps this series go along. I mean, Julius Randle is, is decent. I wish he would stop selling for jump shots and put his ass on the block yeah. and go to work on the block more often. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I think this next Cavs series is going to go the distance. And um, I still think the Cavs win it because I just think that Donovan Mitchell is going to have one of these one of these times where he puts his team on his back and carries them. But at the end of the day, it's going to be fun. Um, the other series, again, um, I have to really give credit where credit is due. Again, Ty Lue is one hell of a coach. I think Mr. Harvey said that uh, initially – um, and this team is very, very deep, you know. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. But I, I still think the Suns come out of this series. I think that at the end of the day, when you have a guy in Kevin Durant and a guy in Devin Booker who can get any shot that they want, so to speak, I, I think that bodes well for a, a team um, – that you're playing against where they have to really just focus on making, you know, getting Kawhi and, you know, there's less you have to guard, if you will. I'm going to just say this. Yeah. Kind of keep, I'm going to keep y'all at the edge of y'all seat. The uh, championship that Kawhi won in Canada, you know the team he beat? The Golden State Warriors. He's, uh, in, the, in, yeah, Warriors. in the finals, yeah. And, and, and on that Golden State Warrior team, on that Golden State Warrior team, there was a guy named Kevin Durant there. Kevin Durant ends up do getting hurt in that series. Wait, 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 if they had both those guys healthy, you think they win that series? I'm absolutely. They were up. I'm not being. They were up. They were winning that series, so it, the potential was there. Yes, they could have. Yes, they could have. They were up. Okay, I were I winning. personally don't think winning. that that team wins, but I could be wrong. I I I feel like the Warriors were the better right. team. Help as, as, the, as the wise old Al said, the world will never know, right? We will never know, right? Right, exactly, exactly. I agree with you. Go, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Get it all off your chest. Go ahead. Hey, right, go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, like I was saying, the last time that these two faced like that, it was the Raptors versus the Warriors. KD unfortunately gets injured. So does Clay, and they go on to win. And here we go again, another series. Not only is Kawhi in front of Kevin Durant, but in that same finals, there was a Powell on the floor in Toronto. There's a Powell on the floor of Kawhi again in Los Angeles. I'm just saying. Uh, he, it's shameless. Like, he had to slip uh, that in. I, that, I, I, I had a feeling he was going to do that. <laughs> yeah, he was slipping in like a Mickey, man. He had to slip it in. 
But uh, I think listen, Tom I, I agree with you guys. I think, I, say that again. I think it's irresponsible of Tom Thibodeau yesterday to have his stars in the game late in that game. Uh, the game was out of hand. I think it was too, but I think you gotta you gotta take. I think you have to send a message, right? Like, I listen. I agree with Sid. Like, Randall, get your behind on the block. Like, you know, stop complaining. Like, when is he not complaining? He gets on my nerves, man. Like sometimes, but it's like, honestly, I I look at it like Brunson is the X factor. He's he keeps the ball out of Randall's hands, but they ran him ragged. They were physical with him. They made him play defense, which he doesn't do very well at all. And I I think it could be a problem if they don't if if Thibodeau doesn't adjust, like it could be a problem. So, but I agree. It, yeah, should they have been playing late in that game when it was it was in hand? Probably not. But listen, that it. it Game three is adjustments. When you when you're you're switching arena, you're stri- switching you know atmosphere. They got to make adjustments, and and that's what the Knicks have to do. I I like Barrett. I I would I would not have liked him enough to have given him that contract over you know trading him. If I had to trade him for uh, Mitchell, I'd do it ten out of ten times. I'm sorry, but um yeah, he, it's a bad matchup for him. I just don't like it. And you know, quickly he's got to play better. He was playing reckless. He was playing, you know, you know, throwing bad passes. He looked like a rookie out there. Like, come on, dude, you're almost a six-man-of-the-year candidate. And this is how you're playing? So, I don't like that. But, listen, I agree with all you guys. I think, you know, the Suns coming back in that game game two, especially being down early in that game, right? I, I think they were down digits, I, was, I think they were. So, um, to come back. You know, even though they were at home, they had to win that game. They couldn't go down too well going back to L.A. So um, that was a big that was a big win for them. Um, you know, Booker on on both sides of the court really helped. I think, you know, if I'm if I'm the Suns, no, well, if I'm the Clippers, I I gotta I gotta press right. I gotta press to the three point line. I'm really like let Aiton cook one on one. If he beats me, fine, you can get your two points. But I cannot let Booker and I cannot let uh, KD beat me in this series. I just can't let it happen. So we'll see because that's all they got, really. Those two guys. It, I mean, they do have Chris Paul and what have you, but it's a two-man horse race with those guys, with Booker and KD, because they don't have the depth, and they definitely don't have the depth that the Clippers so, have. So, so Beyonce, Beyonce, ain't no get no respect. None. He gonna eat Zubac like it's, 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 it's not that. It's not that he doesn't get respect, TP, it's like I'll let him beat me, I can't let Booker go off, and I can't let KD go off. I mean, you 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 played the game you know, way more than I have. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I just, I don't know, I can't let I can't let Booker and KD you know, we go off for uh, But uh, you even said it yourself. You, you even said it yourself, these guys are going to get their shots. Those two are going to get their shots. Like, you got to stop everybody else, but Aiton, I think he wins the edge up against any of the bigs out of L.A. So that that's tough in itself too. Chris Paul is the one that I feel like they got to wait for for him to be consistent. Uh, Chris Chris okay. Paul is the one that has to play the defense because Pat Beverly is the one that called him out last summer and said he's a, a a defense cone like he don't play D. So those are the situations mm-hmm. that man uh, Westbrook and. Uh, Bones and them, they gonna they gotta take advantage of Chris Paul when he's defending them. They got him. 
they got it. Chris Paul is one of the guys that if he, he comes through and get a couple steals here or there or gets stops, that helps the Suns a ton. I I, I don't know. I, I think Aiton was a key to their run when they made it to the finals. You can't count him out. They brought him back for a reason. They gave him a, a buck. They gave him a hundred. Like like that that's a reason to give him a hundred mil. Like he's a problem. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, anybody else? What do you think? I mean, I, 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 I'll say this about DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton to me is the equivalent of Anthony Davis. Like uh, DeAndre Ayton, he, he doesn't he doesn't dominate and take over a game like he should. He hides and he he, he catches lobs or whatever case they be. And if, if DeAndre Ayton is to assert himself and, and be more of a dominant presence, I, I, I think that would help the, the Suns out a lot. But I'm not going to sit here and, and act like this, this bread isn't buttered with, you know, KD and Devin Booker. Like, I mean, Ayton is all right, and you can mention CP3 or whatever the case may be, but this team's going to go as far as those two take them, um, regardless of what Aiden does or not. Oh, we'll see. We'll see, Mike. What do you think? And then we can we can uh, we can end this one. I don't know if he's there. If you're there, you're on mute. But um, I, I listen. It's going to be. A, I I don't know if this one's going to be a long series. It might be, but um, you know, they definitely got to. They got to figure out how they can't let Booker go crazy. They got to figure out how, especially in the fourth quarter, they got to get stops. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty darn interesting in this series. It's probably, you know, these four or five matchups, both sides are are, are really, they're really intriguing. They're really gonna be fun to watch. But um, real quick, I mean, I don't know if you guys see, you know, obviously, you know, my dad being a Met fan, I, I kind of check in on the Mets from here, here, you know, here and there, time to time. And I, I, they were in Oakland, TP, and um, called the game from the booth because there was a possum in the walls in in the Oakland, uh, I think Oakland Alameda Stadium. The the I don't even remember the name of the stadium. Um, they they there was a possum in the in the stadium. I mean, TP, Oakland is a proud franchise. They have like what five chips. Um, they had some really good teams, Billy Bean, you know, Billy Ball, all that kind of stuff. But at this point, like, what do you what do you do in Oakland, man, with this this Oakland A's team? Um, Barry, you do you is your memory okay? Like, are are you no. all right? I want to ask you, yes. your memory's okay. I want you to think about. I think it's about a week or two ago, maybe. I think the past two weeks, me and you've been right here. And who have I been talking about? Haven't I been talking about the Oakland A's and how they've been so porous with attendance and they had 11 uh, minor league teams that had more people there in attendance than a major mm-hmm. league team? They had 3,407 people at a game. On the same day, 11 teams in the minors had more people attend their games than the Oakland A's. If the fans ain't coming out, you know the maintenance don't care either. They they are ready to upload every team out of there. That team is gonna end up in Vegas. I've already seen the stadium where they could potentially play at. I've seen the stadium where the Vegas baseball team can be. If not, they probably have built something else out there. They get so much land out there in that doggone desert. They they can do anything that they want, and they're bringing all types yeah. of sports. The next thing that they're probably gonna do is probably the NBA. If they get an NBA team in Vegas, Vegas is done. Like they already got NHL. 
They already got the NFL. They're working on the NBA. If they if they get baseball there, they got all of the four major sports there. And um, Oakland don't appreciate crap. You mean to tell me that this team, a.k.a. the Golden State Warriors, were in, they're in the midst of their dynasty. You packed them up and sent them across the bridge? Like, y'all didn't even try to keep them there, but y'all trying to be as loud as y'all can there. Like, the attendance ain't good enough to keep them there. They just went to San Francisco. And I don't feel like those fans in San Francisco are, are as authentic as they are in Oakland, you know, for the Warriors. But I, I can be wrong. You know, I can be wrong. But I feel like that was the home of the Warriors in Oakland. So now you watch the Raiders leave Oakland for the second time. This is the second time they left that city from going to L.A., coming back to Oakland, to going to Vegas. You, they, they don't cherish nothing. So if you guys aren't taking care of that stadium, y'all not supporting the the, the, the sports either. Look at y'all. This is this is tough for them. I, I feel bad for the A's because my father really is a Yankee fan, but he he loved the A's when Reggie Jackson went there, and my brother was a big Ricky Henderson fan. So of course I had to see what was going on in Oakland. But this this is tough to watch this all happen right now, especially when you're watching late night baseball and Oakland is the team on. When you watch the game, it looked like a scrimmage. There's nobody in the stands. It's literally A's. You know what I'm saying? It's empty seats. Like, they, yeah. somebody coming around third, nobody behind them. It's like, who wants to play there? That, that's horrible. That, that's horrible to see that. That's bad. Like, you could buy you could buy a nosebleed seat and sit in the skybox. Like, you, like, like that, that's, that's terrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's like, listen, it's like the, they're the only game in town and this is what the players – the players shouldn't have to put up with this kind of crap. There's no baseball state. Can you imagine Yankee Stadium having a possum in the walls? Can you imagine that? Yeah, right. Like, can you imagine, yeah, right. like, your beautiful stadium in, in Minnesota? They, the Twins have that. Like, there's teams all through the league. There's no team, no baseball player has to be playing in conditions like that. That's disgrace. Like, uh, it, to me – how fast can Oakland, the, the A's, get out of Oakland and go to Vegas? How fast can they make that happen? Can the league step in and say, you know what, we are taking this team away from you? 25. This is a, this is a joke. Two, yes. 2025, this is, book it. 2025, yeah, book, like, it. book I it. would do it next year. I would say, you know what, you play your games. You can play your games, and in, in, I don't care where you play. You can play them in a minor league stadium. You can play it at a college stadium. I don't care. You're, like, if I was an Oakland A's player, I would not want to come back to the stadium and play a home game. Okay. There's no way I would want to okay. play under these conditions. It's a joke. It's an absolute okay. joke. And, like, the Raiders left town, right, Sirius? The Raiders left town. The the Warriors left town. They went across the bridge. Oakland has a yeah. problem. Not, not, not the A's. The city of Oakland has a problem. It's an absolute, absolute disgrace. Sirius, I don't know if you want to weigh in and then – I, 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 I'm, I'm cooked. I'm done. No, I mean, I, I, I agree with what you said, man. I mean, the, the city of Oakland has, has been a problem for, for franchises for, for a while, let alone, you know, other social and, and other things. But at the end of the day, the fact that these, these announcers couldn't call games, you know, because of a rodent, um, and again, CP hit the nail on the head. Like literally, you can buy a nosebleed seat and get, you know, third base row easily. <laughs> like right. just by walking down, ain't, ain't ain't nobody gonna stop you. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you spend, you know, $30 at the ball game and you sitting like you don't spend, you know, $400 because all you got to do is pay for your beer and your, and, and, and your popcorn and hot dog or whatnot. I mean, so at the end of the day, man, it's, it's a problem. And I think I think, yeah, I think there's going to come a time when, you know, the league just ups and moves them to, to a whole different location altogether um, to have Vegas. But we'll see. I, I'm, I'm hearing Vegas may, you know, be in the works for an expansion team, both NBA and and, they, and, and, and Major League Baseball. So we'll see, man. I, I'll be out there twice this year, so it should be fun. You know, you know how yeah, bad you know how bad it got to feel. You know how bad it got to feel like the 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 concession stands and like left field, center field, you know, right field, and they know ain't nobody sitting out there. They just sitting there working and ain't cooking a dog on hot dog, no popcorn popping. They just sitting there like that's that's horrifying. That, I, I, mm, mm, mm. Those, 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 uh, those little vendors that go up and down the the, the owl vendors that go up and down. Man, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, you can, no money. You can forget it. Yeah, hell no. You can forget it. It's it's sad. Three and sixteen. Um, nobody wants to see that crap. I mean, as a player, I wouldn't want to play it for that organization. I wouldn't want to play in that stadium. TP's right. You're right. Serious. Vegas. They have attracted a football team that looks to be pretty successful in Vegas and a pretty darn good hockey team, right? I think they won the chip a year, two years ago, TP, was it? So they got, um, to, they got to the cup. They lost. They lost in the cup, but they oh, got they to the right. Yeah. The year the dude shot up the strip is the year they went to the um, Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I apologize. But um, they, 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 Vegas, I think, has gotten past that stigma of, you know, being a gambling town that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't work to have a sports team there. You got football, you got hockey, baseball should be on its way. I wouldn't wait for an expansion team. If I'm Manafort, I'm saying, I'm taking this team away from you this year. I'm putting you in a temporary stadium. You could share a stadium with the Giants. Wow. You can until we figure it out because this is this is a disgrace. This is a disgrace. Like. Say what we want about the, the Tampa Bay Rays that they don't spend money, but at least they don't have to subject their, their team and their fans to this crap. This is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. It's been, like you said, TV, it's been going on for years. It's time, to, it's time to make a move. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Angels, or I mean uh, Athletics, or A's. Las Vegas, I don't even know how you want to say it. They, they could Las Vegas A's. They could do that. And I'm as serious yeah. about me out of Vegas. That's home sweet home for me. I I'll be right out there. Believe that. As serious, I don't play out yeah. there, shoot. I I'll be right there. <laughs> I'll be, be out there twice this year. I will be out there twice this year. I cannot wait. Yeah, I gotta get a ticket. I, I think it might wait. be next year. It might it might be next year, you know. Let's let's man, you you right. going in seven months? Seven months till Nikki, we 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 got to we got a conference. Yeah, we I gotta I gotta pull it off this year. I gotta pull it off this year. Um, you know, I'm, yo, I'm not uh, here to go out there with y'all this year, man. My wife's having a baby, man. Baby gonna be born about that. Yeah, time. yeah. Thank Uh-oh. you. You, you name him Barry? You name you name him Barry? I have no idea, but my. Probably not. Probably not going to name the child. Uh, I love my child. I'm going to send him a little. 
I'm gonna send him a little villain uh, doll in a, in a Giants jersey or something like that for you. You um, know what, Tola? Uh, you know, you know, campers are, are very expensive, so I do thank you for your donation. That's what he's gonna be. <laughs> Listen, number two, <laughs> number two, serious from experience. Number two, do not when you have a party or you know a baby shower or all that kind of stuff. Do not ask for any kind of you know strollers, rockers, all that. Diapers, uh, bring diapers. You know, you do you know when I the first time I bought diapers for Avery, my second child, was when she was about nine months old. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I mean, we we we, we, we all have sports. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. My wife posted on uh, like she's a part of this like mom group, or whatever. That she was having the second one. Yo, these females, you know, listen. I got like a changing table. I got like five walkers sitting in my living room right now. I got all these mats and yo, know, these women went to work. So yeah, literally, I ain't asking for number diapers, diapers and wipes. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all you need. I had people. They were like, "What do you need? What do you? What kind of gift do you need for 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 your for? Well, they thought it was a boy and it was really a girl. But what kind of gift do you need? Diapers, diapers. That's all I want. Diapers and formula. That's it. I don't. I. You want to buy me something? Buy me diapers. I didn't buy that. I don't think we. I don't. You know what? To be honest, with you, I don't think I bought diapers for Avery because she was potty trained before one. So <laughs> I don't think we bought diapers. Uh, shout out to everybody that, that showed the love. But um, listen, I gotta get out of here. I I I'm tired. I uh, uh, I miss my babies. But uh, serious. Thank you for calling in, Harvey. Drop. But uh, you know, shout out to Mr. Harvey for um for coming in and I, I hate I can't I can't say it like he says lazy able so you know but serious thank you for calling and give us a shout we get out of here. Yo man your boy serious up in the four one two and the seven oh three man I mentioned this yesterday. Uh starting next Monday, this upcoming Monday and Tuesday we are doing our annual Sports City Chef uh mock draft. We're gonna pick uh from the top and run our way down to thirty two um, what we don't, what we don't finish on Monday, we will pick back up on Tuesday. Uh, the front office show hosted by myself and the homies, um, and, and, and whatever his name is over there, whatever his name is. So yeah, we're going to go pick that up and go, go to work there, man. But with that being said, uh, definitely check us out, man. We're doing big things, man. Um, it, it's, it's a great time of year. It's a great time of year, man. With that being said, man, I'll catch you guys on the next one. He got to name the baby Thomas. He got to. He got to. Simon Simmons. That's what he got to do. He got to do it. Look, he got to. Look, you see him smiling. He's smiling on buddy. He got to do it. I run that past the wife. I run that past the wife. I run that past the wife. She's going to be like that. Family time. He's gonna love it. He's so handsome. I, I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Listen, we're gonna, we're all gonna be cooking next week. It's gonna be fun. TP, I hope you stop by, uh, talk a little draft because you know all of no, our. No, but I'm are... nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. They, yo, these lines, I, mean, yo, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yo, they lo- the line is so loaded. I don't know what they want to do with that six pick. Like I'm, I'm really. Really at the edge of my seat for the, what they're going to do in that first round, 6 and 18. Like, do they go? And I really don't want them to go for quarterback. But here goes Dan Campbell. We could pick up a quarterback first round. It's like, oh, God, don't go get a quarterback. And it's like, 
Carter there, and Will Anderson might drop to us. Like, there's so many different ways that the, the doggone Lions can go. I, I'm nervous. And this is the first time I'm going into the draft. And, like, the Lions always pick early because they have bad records. But this time we got the Rams pick, and it's good. And it's like whoever they get is going to be a stud, and they got another one go around pick 18, and that should be a, at least a decent player. Like, I really can't wait for the, the draft. And Brad Holmes, this this dude is like the messiah in Detroit. I, I'm I'm stunned that they finally got a GM that's focused on more than the first-round pick. If, if he can have another knockout draft like he has had for the past two drafts with St. Brown and – Malcolm Rodriguez and Aiden Hutchinson, if he can do some more of this magic, I'm, I'm, man, I'm talking crap. I am talking crap. So I'm nervous. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be fun. I hope I hope you come through uh, Monday and Tuesday to, to talk some draft. But I, if I'm the Lions, man, I'm trading back a couple picks, man, gathering some more picks. Stop, with that. stop, stop saying that. I don't want to hear that trade back crap. I love, no, it. I love no, it. I love it. I love it. I don't want to hear this crap. Save it. You'll be living your life like you're golden, like my girl Jill. So listen, either way, it's gonna be fun. I, I love, I love the draft. I love that. I love. I just, it's such a good time to watch these kids, you know, live out their dream. But then it's also like, you know, your team can be building for the future, and you don't know that guy that that gets their name called can be that next dude. Like, uh, was it Rodriguez, that linebacker? We didn't know who that was. You know, oh, come to find out, this kid, this kid can play his behind off. So it, it should be fun. Um, you know, shout out to everybody, man. Love your loved ones. Give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Don't be afraid to tell them you love them. I love you guys. Um, TP, you know what to do, brother. Get us out of here, man. Check us out, man. Sports City is doing that work. I talked to Chandler, too, so they should be back at it um, with the, the gumbo, him and Mike going at it. I'll be back at it Sunday. I'm sorry that I did not have the brunch this Sunday. I went to the Yankee game. I actually had a suite of, of – Serious sweet. That's the first time I ever was in the Yankee suite, so that was crazy. Um, but we'll be back at it this Sunday. Definitely got to get involved to this draft stuff because I want to hear what they got to say. And you know I'm going to disagree with them. They say anything about the lines. I'm not playing around. You already hear me going at it with Barry talking about trade, trade back. I'm not trying to hear it at all. I got to talk. I got to tell them how I feel. I got to talk about my team as I see it. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, 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 Chef,